Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is former NFL defensive end Ronaldo Wynn. He played 13 years in the NFL with the Redskins, Jaguars, Giants, and Saints. He played his college football at Notre Dame and was a first-round draft pick for Jacksonville. He now works with Joe Gibbs and Game Plan for Life. I'm thrilled to welcome back my friend and one of our favorite guests, Ronaldo. Thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Hey, long time, long time. Great to be on and always great to be able to give a little bit of insight there from my days of playing. A- absolutely. We love having you on, and we've we got to ask you about all your former teams and I want to I want to start with with Jacksonville because they've kind of been this surprise team the the last few weeks with Gardner Minshew and and I know that you were down there at a game recently so so what are your thoughts yeah. on 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 the team so far this year and and this kind of uh, diamond in the rough quarterback that they found I tell you you know not sure how things were going to start with Nick Foles of course being out for the year the very first game very first quarter you know he breaks his clavicle you know, pretty much out for the year, not sure when he'll come back off IR. And so, you know, you lose a guy like that, you know, you're not so sure, so much sure how things are going to go. And as you saw, I mean, it, it didn't go well, you know, first couple of games. But what a diamond in the rough. And Gardner Minshew. I mean, it's Minshew mania now, man. You got <laughs> Uncle Rico coming out of the woodwork. You got all this stuff. I mean, my guys there who I know well in the front office, I mean, they're selling packages, the Minshew package that gets, uh, you know, not only a ticket, but you get the mustache, the moustache, <laughs> as they call it. You know, and, and, I mean, it's just amazing. But more so, just as much of excitement as he's drawing off the field, he's also being able to back it up on the field. You know what I mean? He's making plays. Gosh, I think his touchdown, you know, production matches that of Tom Brady and and and, and Watson from, from the Houston Texans. Uh, and so for a young quarterback, I mean, I mean, heck, we saw it in college, but hey, that's college, you know what I mean? Yep. But he's doing that same Minshew magic uh, that he had in college at Wazoo. Uh, now he's doing it now with my Jags. And of course, we got the running game going with Leonard Fournette, 200 plus, you know what <laughs> I mean? Just cruising there. Uh, and it seems like, man, we got we, we got that it back, man, where we saw a couple of years ago when we made it to the uh AFC Championship game, one game away from going to the Super Bowl. That's right. That's just a couple of years ago. So, so you're you're right. Just a couple of years ago, man. A, a lot of those those players are still there, especially on the the defensive side of things as well. Uh, Ronaldo, win our guest right now on unpacking it. And so you were down there in, in Jacksonville for the the Thursday night game, but but you did an event beforehand. What was that event, and 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 how did that turn out? Yeah, so it was their faith, family, and football night. Uh, and have an opportunity against the hated Tennessee Titans, of course, to play on a Thursday night national, you know, stage game. You know, having that opportunity to be able to bring the gospel forward. Coach Gibbs delivering a heck of a message that night. 
uh, in their amphitheater right there at the Daly's Place. Everybody knows where it is. Uh, and we appreciate the Jaguars for rolling out the red carpet. They sold over 2,000 extra tickets wow. uh, that were in addition to already what they sold just based on this faith family football night. People that got a chance to come out, hear Coach Gibbs from the coach, share his story about football, life, and NASCAR. Of course, they got a book. But more importantly, they also got a chance to go see the Titans for only $35. So I take my hat off to the Tennessee Titans and Game Day Church who were collaborating with us there to make that game plan for life uh, a true success. And, of course, we got the win at the end. And, and there you go, you know, starting with Minshew. Gardner Minshew that night had a heck of a day. And, and just really, I mean, in play, plays inspiring football, man. I mean, the guy, I mean, Tom Coughlin said it best. You know, they were really impressed along with Doug Marone when he was in training camp. More than anybody else in the quarterback room, and not taking anything away from those guys, but they said this guy just has a canny ability to be able to take what he's learned in the classroom and apply it real quick on the field. So he's a student of the game, but he loves the game. I and mean, when you see him play, come on, come on, Bryce. I mean, you just – I mean, you love the game of football just watching this guy. I mean, he's great. He's great for us. He's great for football. Uh, and we want to keep this thing going again, of course, when we come and play the Panthers in Charlotte. That, the, absolutely. So it's a, a big game this weekend and, and fired up to, uh, to see Jacksonville uh, in town here in Charlotte where Unpacking It is headquartered. And, and so a key game for, for the Panthers and their young quarterback as well with Kyle Allen and, and then Gardner Minshew, yep. of course. Uh, Ronaldo Wynn, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And and so you played for Tom Coughlin when you played with the Giants. He, of course, was the head coach there. Now he's got the, the front office role with Jacksonville. Uh, what do you find, as, as far as he goes, the impact that he's had on that franchise? Because, we, you know, just from afar, we hear different things. Oh, is Coughlin, you know, is it a good thing, a bad thing for, for his involvement there? Is it, is it working? What, what do you make of him making that transition from the sideline to the front office and, and him being able to put his hands on this franchise? Well, I mean, it's, it's obvious, you know, for Tom Coughlin that when he comes in the building, you know, there are a couple of things that are going to happen uh, with that team. And, and first of all, you know, there's, there's going to be a culture change, you know. Uh, you know, and I know Doug Marone is the head coach and don't want to take anything away from him. But Doug kind of comes from that same tree. He, play, he coached under uh, Coach Payton. Of course, Doug Marone was our offensive line coach when I was a player at the Saints. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I bring up, you know, and a lot of people don't know that, but I bring up Coach Payton. And if you look at the tree where these guys are from, you look at that Bill Parcells tree, it's pretty much the same. Tom Coughlin was on the coaching staff with Bill Parcells in those uh, Super Bowl wins there with the, Newton, with the uh, New York Giants. And then when Bill – Parcells came to the Dallas Cowboys, who was on that staff as the offensive coordinator. It was Coach Payton, you know, and so very similar when I had a chance to play, fortunate enough to play for both of those coaches, Coughlin and Coach Payton, very similar hmm. in terms of having a physical team. And the only way you have a physical team, you got to practice physical, hmm. you know, and both teams did. You know, we had Camp Coughlin, of course, you know, being in New Orleans with Coach Payton, I felt like it was Camp Payton. It was so tough. Wow. Uh, and so you had Doug Marone and that staff. And so I think 
the collaboration, people are like, oh, man, I can Doug Marone work with him or whatever. They have the same alignment in terms of the thought process. Mm. Uh, and so what you see with a, with a Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone team is you're going to have a running game. And, of course, they drafted Leonard Fournette for a reason. Uh, had an off year last year, but I think after last week, of course, I'm a little biased from my fantasy side as well. <laughs> you know all about that oh, in terms yeah. of fantasy football. But Leonard Fournette, he had a breakout breakout game against the Denver Broncos, 200-plus. We want to continue to keep that going because we know that's going to take pressure off the young quarterback, Minshew, and allow him to do some things that he loves to do. So continue to do that. I think that's the game plan, but that is the blueprint for Tom Coughlin. And, of course, playing that defense like you had a couple of years ago. We don't know what's going to happen to Jalen Ramsey. You know, I know he's not as happy, and, you know, I, and I know we don't know whether or not he's going to play. At the end of the day, if he does play or if he doesn't play, uh, you know, defensive line helps the rush and the coverage. Uh, so you have Calais Campbell. You know, you have the, the, the new kid there from, um, from, from Kentucky. Uh, and, and that whole defensive line and linebackers, they'll fill in well. Absolutely. He's Ronaldo Wynn, former NFL defensive end, played 13 years in the NFL with Jacksonville. He's a first-round draft pick as well as uh, with the Redskins, Giants, and Saints. He now works with Game Plan for Life and Joe Gibbs. The other team that you play for, the Giants, they've been through a, a big transition this year, handing off the, the reins to Daniel Jones, their, their top quarterback draft pick, kind of moving on from, from Eli Manning. You were there with Eli Manning. What was this kind of tough for you to watch and, and see, man, this is an end of an era in, in New York? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I really was. Uh, love Eli Manning, a big fan. You know, definitely think he's a Hall of Famer, winning two championships there with the New York Giants. You know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall, but as a great player, you know, it's hard for a guy like an Eli Manning. Just as it's been, you know, you look at his brother Peyton Manning, you know, to to know when it actually is going to end. And you never want to end, you know, in terms of, hey, if you're not starting the whole year, I get it. You want to be able to end on your terms. Uh, but, you know, the the uh, David Daniel error has started. Uh, and, and so for Eli, does that take or taint his legacy that he's built? I don't think so. Mm. Uh, I don't think so at all. I mean, Eli's a great guy. Uh, he's a great leader. Uh, I think he'll do well being in that room, bringing Daniel Jones along uh, as their starting quarterback. And I think he's going to do well in that role. And, and heck, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it almost come to an end. The NFL stands for not for long for a reason. But I know at the end of the day, Daniel Jones is the better guy right now for the New York Giants. Uh, of course, they got Saquon Barkley out. Uh, but Gallman is doing a heck of a job. The old Clemson guy there. Uh, and, and, and fill it in until they get Saquon yep. Barkley back. No, you're, you're right. Goldman had a huge week last week, and uh, it's nice to have a, a solid backup you can rely on. But they want Barkley back. There, there's no question about that. And it sounds like he's, uh, he's working yeah. and, and getting close. We're in the middle of a conversation with former NFL defensive end Ronaldo Wynn. He played 13 years in the NFL with the Jaguars, Giants, Saints, and Redskins. He also played his college football at Notre Dame. And, and now works with Joe Gibbs and, and the ministry Game Plan for Life, which we'll ask him for an update uh, about that in just a little bit. But, but Ronaldo, so we talked about Jacksonville. They're feeling good. They, they like where they're at so far with Gardner Minshew and all that. But the Washington Redskins, things seem to be tough there so far this year. What, what do you think about kind of the, the quarterback situation specifically 
and, and really just kind of the outlook for the Redskins and, and where they're heading and, and, and with you know, Jay Gruden as their head coach and kind of what the, the future looks like for them. Gosh, you know, I, I tell you, you know, I got my Redskin jersey on today, actually. You oh, know, we're you? doing our school <laughs> assembly programs. One of our partners through the sheriff's department, our sheriff, kind of made a little joke. Man, you should be wearing your Saints jersey or maybe your Jaguar jersey or, or even maybe your Giants jersey, you know, in terms of one of the teams. You, why are you wearing the Redskins jersey? You're 0-4. And I'm like, dude, I'm a true fan. I'm a true fan for all the teams that I played for. But you know what? I'm going to wear my Redskins jersey. You know, I'm going to be a true fan. And, but I look at the situation this year, and it's pretty much just like the quarterback situation. You know, we don't know who's going to even play this week. And so I don't know. I can't even tell you what's going to happen this year. You know, is Jay Gruden going to make it to the end of the year? Is he going to make it to next week? Uh, you know, who's going to play quarterback? Is it going to be Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, or Case Keenum? You know, is, you know, our, our, our Trent Williams, our offensive starting tackle, you know, is he coming back? It seems like when it rains, it pours, mm. you know, because also our fans, I mean, it was just so heartbreaking. I've been watching the home games, and it looks like a dog on the way game. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Chicago Bears looks like a dog with Chicago Bears fan. I'm not going to even get to talk about the Dallas Cowgirls. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> they come in town, and they got a whole bunch of Cowboy fans. But our fans, we need to play inspired football. But you know what? That's what a true fan is, too. Just like I'm wearing my Redskins jersey, we need our fans to hang in there. No matter what their gripe is, either you're a Redskins fan or you're not. And I know it sounds harsh and maybe easy for me to say, but you know what? We got to hang in there. And for the true Redskins fans that are listening to this, you know, we got to make sure we're there for our team and don't throw in the towel and don't jump ship or don't bandwagon on another team. Either you're a Redskins fan or you're not. You know what I mean? And I'm hanging in there, and I hope our true Redskins fans will do the same this week. We got the Patriots coming in town. Nobody said it was going to be easy. You know, we got Tom Brady, and we, there's a lot of things that we can say can go wrong. But you know what? We got to go out there and play. We got to strap it up. We got to tie up the cleats. We got to do all those things just like they got to do. And we give, we have another opportunity to come out with a win. No matter who's in the stands, we got to play on the field, and we got to prepare this week. And I hope that was the case for our guys. You know what I mean? Not saying, woe is me, but, hey, we get paid. These guys are getting paid uh, as professionals. And more importantly, to have some pride to be a Redskin and go out there and compete. There you go. Man, I hope they hear this message. I'm a little bit passionate there. <laughs> <laughs> He's Ronaldo Wynn, yeah. former Washington Redskin, uh, defensive end with us right now on Unpacking It. And, and so when you were with the Redskins, you, uh, you were there when Steve Spurrier was there, but also when Coach Joe Gibbs yeah. was there, and, and now you work with Joe Gibbs. And, and yeah. it, it seems like since Gibbs was there the second time around, you know, they, they've had coaches kind of in and out. They really haven't been able to develop the right culture in, in Washington. And it just yeah. seems like it's kind of a you know, repetitive situation there. And Jay Gruden really hasn't been able to you know, turn it around fully. And, and, yeah. and especially this year, they, they seem to be struggling uh, again. And so what, what do you make of just the culture in Washington mm. and, and even how different it was when you were there? How did they get back to kind of capturing the Gibbs era yeah. uh, when, when he was there? Yeah, and, and, and that culture is really the biggest part of a football team. You know, you got the New England Patriots, our opponent that we're playing this week, and you know that they have a culture, you know, that is from the top to all the way to the bottom uh, in terms of their ownership, 
team, their executives, their head coach. In terms of the locker room players that police that locker room, of course, Antonio Brown didn't even last, I don't even think, a week or 10 days. Uh, and so when there's a certain culture like that you already have, there's a certain expectation level that comes along with it. And all I'm saying is, is that it's not just one person's fault. You know what I mean? It's not just the head coach. It's not just the players. It's not just the owner. It's everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody has a part in being able to change the culture. You can only control what you can control. And what you can control is, is as a player, and I'm speaking from a player's perspective, is going out and giving 120 percent you know what i mean i can't control who they're going to bring in i can't control who they're gonna you know cut on that day i can't control uh you know what dan snyder is going to do or the executives of what they're going to do i can't control any of that stuff but i can control what i can do on the field you know and, and so as a player i'll give a quick synopsis of coach gibbs in his second year 2005 his second time around you know, we started our season that year 3-0. and We beat the Dallas Cowboys on a Monday night game that was a thriller mm. on a Monday night where most D.C. fans actually went to sleep because the game, at the end of it, we were down by 13 points. We only had – we had zero, and it was four minutes left in the game. So you're thinking, like, man, this game is pretty much over. Well, you know what? We didn't give up. We controlled what we could control, and we were able to get two big – passes, bombs from Mark Brunel into the hands of Santana Moss for two touchdowns. Defense had to come out and do our jobs. We shut them down, didn't score. We could leave out of that game 14-13. We go on a little bit of a slide there, lose a couple of games, and we had our worst loss, the worst loss I've ever been a part of probably in my whole life, high school all the way through the pros, was when we lost to the New York Giants in New York 36-0. to Tiki Barber had over 200 yards. It was almost 300 yards between the three. And so between those three, I mean, it was a horrible loss. Mr. Mirror passed that, that same week. So, of course, we knew they had something to play for. And as if things couldn't get any worse, I remember going and playing a must-win game at home against the San Diego Chargers. We take them to overtime. We go on defense saying, hey, we're going to stop them. Our offense is going to play and come up with the win. First player scrimmage, LaDainian Thomason runs for 60-something yards. They show it on his Hall of Fame speech and wins the game. We didn't even get a chance to even play another down. And so we fall three or four losses straight. Our record is five and seven. Everybody's pretty much given us no chance to make it to the playoffs. Mm. You know, we still got to play all three divisional games that second time around. And so Coach Gibbs comes in and says, guys, nobody believes in us. The papers they're throwing in the season, even some of you guys have already started to prepare and throw in the season. But all I need to make sure you guys do is don't give up on the year and at least put in the work. Give me one practice. Give me a week of good practice. Give me a win, one win. It starts with one win. Then we can go two wins. All I'm saying is, guys, as long as we believe in this room, that's all that matters. I don't care what they say about us in the papers and the news on TV and the media, but if you believe in this room, coaches, everybody from the front office, that's all that matters. And guess what, man? We went on to win four straight. We go go into the playoffs, coaches first time in the playoffs when he comes back. But you know what? It all started with the culture. It all started with us believing. And and, and that's the case. You know what I mean? I I know probably right now there are guys on that team that don't believe. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I saw... 
uh, the running back Thompson made a made a uh, comment saying, "I don't even know who's going to play a quarterback." You know, he doesn't believe. Hmm. You know, there are probably coaches that don't believe. There are probably people in the front office there who don't believe. Of course, the media doesn't believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know. But all I'm saying is, it's all about the culture, Bryce. Yep. And that's the issue with my Redskins is being able to change the culture. Yep, you're exactly right. I love that story. That really captures, yeah, the the leadership and and the belief that that players had in in Coach Gibbs as as he led that team. And that's a that's a great story. I love that. Uh, Ronaldo Win with us right now on unpacking it. Former NFL defensive end and now works with Joe Gibbs and Game Plan for Life. And, and so. What's the latest with Game Plan for Life? What, what are you most excited about with, with some of the, the, the work that you guys are, are doing? What's, uh, what's something that uh, you really seen God, God move and, and work uh, lately? Yeah. So even right now in terms of the most recent things, sometimes you know, we, we speak to things that we are dealing with or going through right now. And I'm not saying we're going through anything, but this is just a great week for Game Plan because we've had an opportunity – this year marks the 200,000 kid that we had an opportunity to impact in our school assemblies over the last several years. And so having an opportunity to go into our middle schools right now in our fall as we get a chance to impact those youth that are dealing with bullies that are being told that, hey, you're not anything or, you know, life throws you a curveball. You know, you're dealing with, you know, depression and you know, underage drinking and talking to them about drugs and alcohol and what those things could do to destroy a dream or even a life, mm. you know, and our speakers coming in and being able to inspire our youth. Man, what a great week. I almost lost my voice because it's been such a great week as we've had opportunity to speak to eight elementary schools thus far. We got another one coming up this afternoon. And then, of course, in our spring, we'll do our high schools. We know high schools during spring. There's a lot of distractions with high school parties, graduation, prom, all that good stuff. So we'll get to that. But then we also had a chance to go to Redskin Country on Wednesday as Coach got a chance to share the game plan for life. We were in Haymarket, Virginia, at the Youth for Tomorrow, which Coach is a founder for troubled youth, a boys and girls home. We had over 1,300 people come to be able to hear a powerful gospel message from the coach. And so being a part of these type of events where, man, you're able to serve and actually see the fruit of the labor of all the volunteers and the people who put in the work, it's just a great feeling. Uh, And there's no other feeling than to serve someone else than yourself uh, to be able to see it come to fruition and be able to make an impact. Gosh, there, there's so much going on with Game Plan for Life. Yeah, man. That, that's encouraging to hear because you've also got the, the whole side of the ministry that, that is reaching inmates and, and, and allowing them to go through seminary. And, and so give us a, a quick update on, on how that's been going and, and the latest with the, the, the prison ministry that Game Plan for Life is a part of. Yeah, so glad you talked and brought that up because, uh, yeah, it's just a true sense of uh, service to – you know, our country, when you want to talk about our inmate population, you know, 97% of all inmates come back to our, our communities as returning citizens, but 76% are going back. And so we need to break that cycle. And we feel like, you know, the way to be able to do that, you change a man's or a lady's heart, you know what I mean? You're going to change that person. Mm. You know, of course you can give them a skill to be able to learn to do, but until you change their, their moral fabric, which we believe is through Jesus Christ, that, was, that is the best tool you can give a man or a lady 
that's an inmate. Right now, we're able to do that. Uh, they're going through a seminary, and I say they. We have an opportunity to 30 inmates every year to, to uh, be received out of 300 usually applicants. Uh, we have a freshman, sophomore, and junior class. We'll have a senior class, of course. And then those uh, inmates will graduate with a Bachelor of Arts degree in uh, ministry studies. Uh, just like your pastor would go through a seminary, these guys will be pastors when they graduate. Of course, they're serving a life sentence. So they're never leaving, but they'll be dispersed throughout our state, throughout the 55 prisons here in the state of North Carolina, but they'll be able to change uh, our prisons from the inside out. And so we're just one of a few seminaries throughout our country that are right now making the true change from the inside out by equipping field ministers that are serving life with a seminary degree that will be able to counsel, be able to talk guys through depression and suicide do funerals, be able to do chapels, help chaplains that are coming in and free world people that are coming in to extend their reach even more than their ministries. Uh, And so these guys are the biggest change agents for our prisons. Oh, it's it's incredible. I love it. And it's gameplanforlife.com. You can find out more information. I uh, encourage you guys to to check that out and, and the work that, that Ronaldo and, and Coach Gibbs and the rest of the team uh, are doing there is uh, it's incredible. So it's the, the field minister program, and, and they're creating ministers behind bars to change lives from the inside out. And, and so cool to, uh, to, to hear an update on that. And, and final thought, Ronaldo, always love to, to hear just what, what's going on personally as far as what maybe God has been teaching you something that, that you're learning and, and just tr- trying to, to focus on uh, with your own faith. Yeah, you know, so really just not being, you know, discouraged no matter what comes your way, setbacks. You know, the one thing we've been able to share the kids, you know, is, is, is being able to take, you know, uh, an, an adverse situation, a setback, and be able to flip it. God said he'll even take what the enemy may mean for bad for you and turn it around for your good. So no matter the circumstance you may be in, you know, you may be having a struggle with a relationship. Maybe it's somebody at your job. You may have gotten fired like I got fired. I got fired by Coach Gibbs, but I got hired. And I learned a lot about myself in the midst of being fired from the Redskins when I got cut. And so I'm not sure what that may be. I know this. We all go through struggles. We all got some good, some bad, and some ugly. If you're alive, you got that going on. The only the people that can't complain are the people that are now going to be with the Lord or in the grave. But those things are there in our lives so we can rely on a Savior to say, hey, just as you are, you bring it and release it. You don't have to be perfect because if you were perfect, you wouldn't need Jesus. So, hey, in my jacked upness, my stuff that I got going on, I'm able to release it to the Lord. I'm able to ask him for forgiveness. I'm able to use those struggles to be fuel for the fire, to be able to allow the Lord to be glorified in it all. And so he will turn your bad, your ugly, he will turn it around for your good and more importantly for his good. Amen. Amen. He's Ronaldo Wynn. He's the best. Always love having him on, unpacking it. <laughs> Former NFL defensive end. Man, really appreciate you joining us today, and uh, always great yes, catching sir. up, man. Yeah, and let me just say also to help you guys, we give away our free tools of the Game Plan for Life book for free as well as the Bible. Like Bryce said, just go to our website. We're not selling you anything. We want to give it to you for free. Gameplanforlife.com. We'll send you a free book. Postage is free. We'll send it to your house. Also, if you want to start a small group, we give away our two LifeWave uh, volumes for free digitally. 
uh, with Derwin Gray and Coach Gibbs on their tag team and those different topics to be able to help you start a small group in your area. Make sure you register because we don't know a guy or girl that may be in your area that may want to join that small group as well. So we want to know about you. Register. Let us know where you're going to start that small group and when. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.